0: Welcome to the RuPaul's Drag Race Recap Show for All-Star Season 6, Episode 5, titled Pink Table Talk. My name's Joe Batanz and I am joined, as always, by two conspiratorial hosts. First, from Bloody Podcast, please say... Yeah, you big nasty fat... <laughs> oh my god! To Lori Camp, Hello, Lori Roggenkamp. Camp. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Hello, how are you?
0: Good, let me tell you, we call those little clips, Clip Zero, and usually the past this season, I have been struggling to find them. This week, I had about 10 at my disposal, and I had to settle on two. I was It was the toughest choice was settling on two, there were so wow. many to choose from this week.
1: I'm so
0: sorry. Sophie's choice. Sophie's really choice. Uh, Lori Rockingcamp, welcome. The
1: other two you sent
0: to be killed by the Nazis, right? That's why. I sure it's did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, I, I, yeah, they said choose one. And I said, take them both. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and uh, so anyway, so Lori Roggenkamp, welcome. So happy to see you.
1: I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to be in a nice, cool room. It's not outside in yeah. the beach.
0: Lori just came from camping. The only thing she didn't take with her for a twenty-four hour camping trip was her actual house.
1: Yes, <laughs> <laughs> and pillows. I didn't take oh, pillows. pillows. That's right. Yeah, that was that was a real kick in the nuts. Speaking that of, we didn't
0: have pillows. Speaking of, he's a real kick in the nut from show business. Please, please say you got some big ass bones, bitch. To Adam. Solandra, hello Ad, that's what the doctor said when you came in it's I, literally a double ball joke just coming at
2: me yeah and that is what he said in that mm-hmm. accent uh adam oh, so
0: hello from show business welcome thank you so much for having me yet again i'm surprised you were here i know if you were gonna be here or not because you just had a bachelor party and mm-hmm. uh, we heard all the dirty details of and like if you follow Adam Salandra on Instagram on, or on social media anywhere, you saw him do crazy things like jump on a bed. <laughs> and,
2: I got wild, I yeah, will say. And
0: and and, and to be hanging out a bunch of Britney Spears impersonators or something. Very true. Yeah, that's it was a crazy crazy night. And you can get all the details on a show called Just Between Us Girls. And I am very very happy to announce that I have finally worked out the bureaucracy of Apple. So not only can you hear that show on Patreon at patreon.com slash afterthoughtmedia if you join at the premium level, but now, right now, if you are one of the people like, I'm not going to do this, Patreon. Patreon Schmatreon is what I say. I trust Apple. Right now, if you look at the show page on your Apple podcast, you can subscribe at the premium level you get this show, you get everything that the premium level gets on Patreon you get this you get the show the the day we record it so were we record it we record this on the friday after all star 6 you get it a full over 48 hours before the rest of the world okay you get it wow. commercial free and um you also get a show called Just Between Us Girls. You get exclusive content. You get Just Between Us Girls. You get uh that and you're gonna also get exclusive content from the archives of Patreon. Maybe you might get some Shady Pines, which Adam Salandra and I are on. Or maybe you'll get some uh uh I don't know, Lori and I do so many shows I had to pick one, right? Uh maybe the when Lori and I covered Tiger King. Maybe you'll get that. Who knows? You will also get exclusive content from Patreon. All all you got to do is click on that little button, and Apple takes care of the rest. Uh, Do that right now, and you can get exclusive content yourself. Also, I wanted to mention the next episode for All Stars Episode 6, okay? If you've always wanted to hear the show live, we are taking part in a very special event called Pride 48, where they put on 48 hours of gay podcast live and we are going to be on the opening night friday uh what is the week from today the 23rd 23rd. the 23rd friday july 23rd we are going to be on pride 48 at pride48.com you can also listen on tune in radio on the pride 48 channel we will be on live covering all-star season six episode six At 8 p.m. Pacific, 11 p.m. Eastern. It's free. You don't have to to pay anything. You're going to hear the live show. You're going to hear me. You're going to hear Lori. You're going to hear Adam. Well, not Solandra, A different Adam, because Solandra, what's going on with you? Why aren't you going to be there? 8 p.m. Past my bedtime, baby. (laughs) Yeah. No, it's your birthday weekend, right? Yes.
1: Oh, I think we just found out the real reason.
0: Uh, What is the real reason?
1: By accident, he just doesn't want to stay up till eight (laughs) p.m.
0: I eight p.m. He's taking his disco nap before he goes out to uh, Rough Trade or whatever gay bar he's going to. Is that a gay bar named Rough Trade? If it isn't, I'm claiming it right now. Go ahead. What were you saying? Uh, You should open it. But yeah, that's right. Yeah,
1: you should do it, and then you should just (laughs) it should just be you uh, naming whoever's trade. And just and then, you know, that's why. Because at the end of it it's it's rough. You know.
0: Wow Lori, I can't tell you're tired.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad it's working. I'm glad that it's
0: uh (laughs) Lori said, I'm really tired. I may not talk that much. I'm like, no, you're gonna find your second wind. And what a wind it is, What it in, what a wind it is. but now, you know what? I shouldn't have said that now she's gonna make me pay and she's gonna go on these super long speeches about Jan or I don't know what and who knows oh uh, this Jan oh I called Solandra before the show and I, I couldn't help myself. I was like, this Jan I'm gonna <laughs> tell you she's gonna get it today Guys, and she is, yeah, I think I like Jan. What did you say?
2: <clears throat> I think I like Jan.
0: <laughs> Wait, but it
2: started this episode because you've hated her.
1: I think, yeah, I think this episode turned me. I don't know if it was just the fact that I'm tired.
0: How would – wait, wait, wait. How would one we, watch we'll, this episode and le- – We'll okay, get into wait, wait, yeah. it. All right. We'll here get we into go. it. All right. Here we go. This week, the girls work in groups to create a drag version of the show Red Table Talk. Team Sex comes out on top, but it's Ginger Minge from Team Body who emerges as the winner. Meanwhile, Kylie, Sunique, Love, Jan, and Scarlet Envy are placed in the bottom three. Back on the main stage, Bianca Del Rio fakes everyone out before Mayhem Miller walks out to Duke – to duke it out with Ginger Minge in a lip sync battle for their legacy. In the end, Ginger wins a lip sync and the right to read the name on her chosen lipstick, Ginger Minge. After some dramatic explanation, showed her lipstick and read the name, Scarlet Envy. Ladies, name two things you liked about the episode and one thing you did not. Let's start with the person. He is the ambassador of show business. Give it up for the one and only Adam Sandler. What are two things you liked about the episode and one thing you did not? Okay, number one, I've, every episode really
2: talked about, I think Akira is talented, but I just don't, like, I, she doesn't stick in my mind. Something about her this episode, both as a boy in the workroom and confessionals and in the challenge, I was very into Akira mm-hmm. C. Davenport.
0: Sure.
2: Um, I was, I, I like that. Number two, Ginger Minge in that little lip sync was just delightful.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And those are the two things I like. Oh, what I didn't like, uh, I, I was a little confused by the judging, uh, without, you know, we'll get into it, but particularly I thought the right group won. So why was Ginger Minge the actual winner? i yeah. i would like to know that's no a explanation very, that's a very good point and i have a conspiracy theory but go ahead i need one uh because i don't get it and i also at the time though after watching and hearing the other contestants maybe get it more i didn't really get why jan was in the bottom to be honest
0: uh that part it, i don't go with you so much because i actually feel and i'm not the biggest kylie sonique love fan i feel that way about kylie sonique i don't really understand why she was in the bottom I can, I can get that too. I, I think, I would say Pandora over perhaps either of them. Yes, Pandora. And also, I'm not totally, I could be sold, but I'm not entirely sold on why Scarlet Envy was in the bottom.
1: That I did get. And Scarlet, I got, I got Scarlet, I got Sonique. I agree with you on Pandora.
0: We'll discuss it when it gets there. But yeah, I, yeah. I, I see what you're saying in the performance, right? But what I'm saying is you're doing it as a purely points thing. Scarlet Envy's look was pretty awesome. So you're thinking, does it save her from being in the bottom? I don't know. I I think that Runaway never counts unless they need
2: it to count to fit their the narrative that they're trying to do.
0: That could be the case. That could be 100% the case. Uh, All right. Well, uh, Lori, what about you? What are two things you liked about the episode and one thing you did not?
1: Two things I liked about the episode. I This will be a contradictory statement. You'll see soon. But I liked the challenge. Uh I like the Queens how they did the challenge. I mm-hmm. thought it was very fun. Um and it was fun to see the girls just sort of talk in drag and see how their characters sort of portrayed were portrayed. Mm-hmm. Um and uh I also um <clears throat> uh one of the things I liked was the lip sync. I thought Ginger Minj did a really good job. There's a there was a part in the lip sync where she sort of like Uh, hobbling (laughs) and I just laughed out loud. Like I was like, Oh, that's the funniest thing I've seen in a while. Mm -hmm. Um, what I didn't like was the judging. I felt like it was emotional blackmail. I felt like the judges were basically saying you did not emotionally open up more. And, and I, and so that's why we're doxing you. And I, I didn't like that. I don't like it when you put something on a, a these Queens are, perf- first off, these are drag Queens who are putting on a performance, right? And you're judging their performance. You're not judging their, uh, you know, uh person's vulnerability. And I think that that's a little shitty. Cause you, I, you know, would you expect Michelle Visage and RuPaul to do that? They wouldn't do that challenge. So I think that's a little bit, I thought that was bullshit. Um, yeah, and I'm starting to like Jan, so. I can't, I can't Move wait on. to
2: get into that.
0: Yeah. Um, we used, we said, Laura, you said docs. Did you mean they, they doc them? Cause docs is a, a term for me. Like you expose their like personal information. Oh, I meant doc. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, um, you know, for myself, um, I actually thought, even though I have complaints about one or two, the table talks and whatnot, I thought as a whole, most of them were pretty good. Even my lowest one got a C minus. None of them were D or F. It kind of reminds me of an acting challenge a few episodes ago where I said, you know, I don't really have anything bad to say because on the whole, they're better on most drag than most drag race challenges like that. So I would say, yeah, go ahead, Adam.
2: So, uh, yeah sorry to interrupt but i was it's interesting that all these queens are from their season for the most part r- middle of the road or worse mm-hmm. but there's but every week there's never any ho- like everyone does at least pretty good
0: yeah everyone does yeah. at least pretty good and so I, I i i commend them on that next i like adam i really like this lip sync uh i thought i thought both uh, did. i
1: said the same thing
0: she did well, I only do a show with one other person named Adam Salandra. I don't know who you are. <laughs> Here's a person just showed up here, but uh, the lip sync, yeah, was a very much a highlight of this episode. And it was actually when it first came on, I was like, "This is going to be a tough song to do," but I actually feel both queens sold it. I was thinking it would be tough because it's not a really a like a dancing high kicks, uh, Shablam yeah. kind of song, and no. they both managed to really sell that song. And I and I thought com- I commend both of them. And the one thing I did not like is gonna make this episode sort of interesting. God man, this Jan extra bugged the shit out of living shit out uh, of me. Even though I do agree with Salandra, the judging is very, very uh suspect this week. It's always suspect this season, but it certainly is. Particularly suspect this episode. All right, well, let's move on. After Yara's elimination, Akira worries about her two bottom placements, and Jan stumbles over her words as she tries to explain why she pulled Akira's lipstick. The next day, the queens vote who among them is the fashion queen of the season. Meanwhile, the debate rages on whether Trinity is trade. Next, RuPaul entered the workroom to announce this week's maxi challenge. The queens working in groups will produce and host a chat show called Pink Table Talk. RuPaul shows him uh allows them i'm sorry to choose their own teams and they break down as follows uh there's one team and you know i'm gonna spoil it because then they choose their topics and we'll get to it but we might as well combine them first on team um uh sex i believe it is it's trinity k bonet eureka o'hara and a C davenport on team A motherhood, it's Kylie Sonique Love, Raja O'Hara, and Scarlet Envy. And then finally on team body, it's Ginger Minj, Jan, and Pandora uh, Box. Um, and that's how the teams broke down. Back in the workroom, Panda hates talking about her Panda Pandora. <laughs> <laughs> Pandora hates talking about her body and worries about this challenge. Jan wants to show everyone that she can be real. Scarlet talks about her two moms. Raja worries about the topic because of her difficult relationship with her mother. Kylie Sonique love takes on the job of moderator. And Eureka wants to talk about being fat. While Scarlet questions Kylie's ability to lead a conversation. Let's start with you, Lori Roggenkamp. Um I have some questions here and some talking points. But I don't know if you have anything to say about those segments before we get into those.
1: Well, my one thing is I, I didn't understand was um, Akiria picked sex for her group, right? hmm And there was no conversation, nothing. Scarlett picked uh, motherhood for her group because she has two moms. And Ginger Minj wanted motherhood, so then they had that ro- Rochambeau. And so I would have been like, if I was in either one of those groups, if I didn't want to do... Uh, motherhood, I would like, if I was uh um Raja, if I don't want to do, I'd be like, I don't want to do motherhood. Why are you, why is Scarlet picking for us? And that I, I didn't understand. So to me, it just made it seem very produced, which, you know, yes, we, we understand that the show is produced, but it's like, if that, if you're going to give them the assignments, just give them the freaking assignments. Like I would have loved to have seen more of the behind the scenes of them prepping for it. than then this bullshit uh I'm gonna pick this because I have two moms fake scenario that was going on. I
2: Ugh. was very confused by that as well because they curious said what she wanted and Kylie just gave it to her. No yeah. one no one said a thing. And then Ginger and Scarlet were the spokespeople for their team, but they never said that was a thing, no consulting anyone else. But you yeah. think that it was like made up that they wanted each one in motherhood?
1: Oh yeah. I think that they They were probably, I think they probably did it beforehand or they probably gave it to them. And then they said, you know, um, if whoever wins, you know, kind of fight over motherhood or fight over the topic you want or whatever. But I I mean, or unless they gave Ginger Minge and Akira and them the ability to pick, which they never told us they did.
2: Right. Exactly. So
1: it's like, because honestly, if it was me. And I was on the team, even if it was a topic that I wanted, I would be like, hey, why did you pick for us? Like, yeah, why right. didn't we have a conversation beforehand?
0: Well, let me, let, let's finish this topic and then we'll go backwards and I'll, I'll rein it back in. But uh, I, it's funny that you had that. And I First of all, I don't think it was fake. I think it was real. I got the sense it was real. But what I was saying was, unless there's something we didn't see, it's so funny. I had the same opinion, but a different take on it. Unless there's something I didn't see... Why didn't they just rearrange the teams based on what people wanted to talk about? Yes. like yeah. Why didn't it be like, oh, um because Kylie was like, I don't really want to talk about motherhood. She's are like, but she goes, I want to talk about my body. I'm like, okay, well, then go to team body. And then yeah. uh, Ginger was on team body. Go over to team motherhood. And then you and Scarlet could be on at the same yeah. team. And you can, Raja can go to another team and then they can go on to te- like – like, I feel like, why was there a rule that we don't know about that they couldn't change? Because t- I could see if Rue made the teams, but Rue sure. said, you guys choose the teams. And so they were like, oh, well, okay, whatever, you know? And then they just sort of assembled it. And then they got this thing. I'm like, yeah. well, why didn't they just move?
1: Also, like, if, if you're going to just, ch- if somebody's just going to arbitrarily choose, I don't understand this whole like, well, let's do a Rochambeau to find out who wins. I, If I was Scarlet, I would just grab the folder and been like, there. we're we're motherhood like that i've chosen for you like i just it doesn't make any sense like why was sonique the arbiter of who got to choose akira asked sonique i want to do sex and akira goes well you gotta do what you're good at and gives her the folders like why was she the one who can who gives out the folders
0: add a way in here before we move on to another
2: topic well something i agree something was weird about it but also in case you didn't catch the two gals who were fighting over motherhood one won one. got sent home. Um, yeah. So oh, I, yeah. I, I, I don't think that it was fake personally. Now, I think something either. weird was going on. But I think they each won in motherhood. But it did end up playing out that way.
0: Uh, I want to go back to the beginning. First of all, let's talk about after the elimination. In what universe <laughs> did Jan – She was genuinely shocked. In what universe did she think that they were all going to send Akira home? Yara Sophia, as much as we hated Yara Sophia going home, was like, "Yeah, fuck it. I'm not. I'm giving up. I don't want to do this." Said it to Jan. Said it to the girls in the room. Jan's not in another studio. She's twenty feet away. She can hear what's going on. How was she like? I am gobsmacked that they all and not one, not one other person picked
2: her. So it's not even like she was like, "Oh, she was right for a few people."
0: No, literally, it was, it literally was off the, completely. She's like, yes, she's so shocked. She's like, I, because she even what's funny is she even dug her own grave in the previous episode. She goes like, I want to also go with what the group is thinking. Yes, and you're like, okay, yeah. and then I, the I told you, see, I
1: was still, I was still against Jan at this point. So when that happened, I go, <laughs> you dumb bitch. <laughs> it <Like, laughs> was so, it was so like, yeah, like that was really dumb. I mean, I see where she's coming at. She was. Thinking about the like, uh, Akira had been the bottom, but Yara had been the bottom twice.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So, to say it, yeah,
2: that she only like her justification for picking was only based on what she thought the other girls would pick. How could you be that off? It's so actually also shocking. like, also,
1: like, it's so weird because I do, I do agree. I forgot, I think maybe it was Trinity. But I do agree, which is like you're sort of blaming them for picking Acuria because you thought they would pick Acuria, but they picked Yara. So it's but it's like you picked Acuria. Nobody put the lipstick in your hand. No. you picked Acuria. So it was like, why are you, why are you now upset about the judging criteria? It's just like I I forgot who was like yeah, just ju- how judge however Scarlet. you want to judge.
0: It's Scarlet Envy was saying that. Yeah, yeah.
1: judge however you want to judge. And, uh well, Trinity was going to say it, but then Scarlet beat her
0: to the point. I don't know if I believe it. Trinity seemed to be dancing around the point, and Scarlet was like, well, I feel that. She goes, I was going to say that. And you're like, were I... you, though? And I was, <laughs> I was like, is Trinity – I don't like her on this season. And, and are other people living for Trinity K. Bonet that I don't know about?
1: I got to be honest. I feel like Trinity, in my opinion, is sort of like we're similar because I feel like Trinity starts a conversation not knowing where she's going to end it. But then she she's like, "I'll get to the point." Like yeah. she's like, "I trust that I'll find a point," and it's like I do the same thing.
2: She but- said that before. Other other times when they're on the couch, she like gets upset and she's like, "Well, I you didn't let me finish." Yeah, I I find it Trinity to be tiresome in those couch moments. Yeah, but I find her to be really being surprisingly bringing the talent every
0: time in the challenge. I'll I'll so- I'll, I'll see. You. I'll go with you on that. All right, next one more thing before we move on to the next segment, and I have a question for you guys as well. Akira did the same thing that Trinity does, where she, th- in a confessional, she throws her hands up and looks around and goes, <laughs> Is she being serious? And I'm all, are the producers making each girl do that so they can cut no. it in?
1: They're only making the black, the black drag queens do it, not the, not the white ones. Cause it just seems like the only the black drag queens are the ones who, who throw their hands up and are like, What? What's going on? Yeah. It's like, ugh,
0: okay. By like, wait, if you were why- you we have a, a afterthought media complaint email address. It's thebestoftoday <laughs> at gmail.com. Feel free to send it. I know. It I'm those.
1: not saying it. Be, I'm saying it because the producers are making it seem like they, they're not, they're not able to follow the thread of the story. And it's like everybody's confused. Like nobody understands. Also, can I point out another thing? Yeah. Why didn't Ginger Minge cause more of a kerfuffle about how people weren't saying congratulations to her for winning? I would have done that. Trinity did that like two weeks ago. I would have been like, hey, guys, I won. I would have walked up to Trinity and said, why didn't you congratulate me? Oh, I
0: know. That would have been so fantastic. I know. Yeah. Yeah, You're right. Um, So, Landry, I have a question for you. I'm very curious because they they talk about criteria a lot. Five episodes into the sixth season of the show. (laughs) And what would be your criteria for voting someone out? I was thinking about this. I think it's
2: interesting that in season two, when this was a new format, mm-hmm. they made it very clear until Alyssa oh, switched it up, as Vivi mm-hmm. says, mm-hmm. that it was just going to be based on the judges' critiques of that. And they never say that anymore. In any of the other seasons, they go on full track record. And I wonder what, I think it would be the easiest way, if if everyone's worried about, is this person going to be mad at me? The easiest way to do it is who got the worst critiques, who should go home if it was a regular season. I think I would be – there's just so many layers because you don't want everyone else getting mad. There, they're going to kick you off. So I would definitely try to go by track – I would try to go by what seems fair. Mm-hmm. But if I found a way to spin the fairness to be getting rid of the, the most talented person, that's what I would really be doing. Lori, what about you?
1: I would go for whoever would be my biggest competition. Look, if you're in the bottom, you're in the bottom. Like that's, I didn't put you in the bottom. You're in the bottom, mm-hmm. so if I if I could win, like let's say we all were in a comedy competition, and Joe and, and Adam are in the bottom, I would go for whoever I think would be my biggest, um, uh, like competition going mm-hmm. forward. Yeah. So, for example, if I thought that it was actually being funny, obviously I would not go for Joe. Um, but if I thought about, <laughs> uh huh, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. yeah. But if I thought about who could bring like a bigger audience, I still wouldn't go for Joe. So, you know, like I think that, um, I, you would, uh-huh. I think you have to look at it like a competition. Now, again, I think for me personally, I would fall flat on my face because as you guys have pointed out, There's two games in this. There's the game that you're playing in the moment. Mm -hmm. And then there's the game that everybody sees. And so if you do it, if I were to do it that way, I think a lot of people who are watching, it would be like, well, that's, she's a bitch. I hate her. And then you sort of lose, you lose fans from that. So I think that it's, it's difficult. I think you have to sort of play this, like Adam was saying, you have to sort of rationalize it in a different way and not make it be so blatant that you're choosing somebody you just, you know, you don't want to see further in the competition. All
0: right, very good. The correct answer is you vote for your biggest competition, but pretend that you're not. And uh, that's exactly what I said. No, but you tell them like, no, I was just voting for you because you know you the tra- You make up some bullshit like you, two episodes ago. You said this twice, and I'd, I'd make up all these things. And then if it was one of these things where like this, where it was like all all for um yara and then one was for akiria and they're like who voted for akiria i'd be like i don't know i voted for jan even though i totally voted for akiria right Smart. i would
1: i would do that where if they were like hey what what's your lipstick Lori?" i would pull out my lipstick and i'd be like what <laughs> <laughs> who put what? this
2: in here <laughs> <laughs> i didn't pick this producer much. producer shenanigans
1: i i, I I'm being waved on like I have to say the name. I didn't pick this lipstick. Okay. Uh, who? Adam Salandra. I didn't pick, What? I picked
2: you!
0: What? Yeah. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> uh, all right. The next day. Oh, no. no I read that. But here's, let's talk about the next day. I like that they walk in. The next day, there's the, the, the fuck you all. And Jan literally says, she's reading it. Fuck you all. But on the TV, the F word is blurred out. <laughs> that made no I sense.
2: That. Maybe, yeah, could, that is Yeah,
0: maybe you know what it could be, because when they show it on TV, they'll bleep the F word, and yeah. it will already be blurred out. Maybe that's what it is. Uh, pink table cu- talk. Okay, let's just say this now. We know, I know, you know, the American people know. This is going to be a fucking horrible show on WoW Presents Plus, <laughs> where they're just going to get old random drag queens and just do this bit. And this is this yeah. their way of introducing that bit. Mark my words, coming well, soon on. Wild isn't Pins
1: there Plus. a show on Facebook Live or something that's called Red Table Talk with uh, Jada
0: Pinkett Smith
1: and well, Laura, yeah, her that's mother? What they're,
0: that's what they're sending up.
1: Oh, that's the that's
0: it's a parody. Okay, yeah, yeah. So it's I was, a parody I've
1: yet. never I've never watched. Do they do they look at a
0: box? Oh, I don't know. I don't okay. Know. I also love that uh, RuPaul says he goes and. Uh, you can make your fabulous looks from the fa- from the fabric wall, Fabric.com, Like these bitches aren't making their own looks. What are they talking about? They never used yeah. one stitch of fabric from that oh. Fabric.com wall. But see,
1: that's what I'm talking about. Is you did we didn't we didn't see anything? No, we saw like almost nothing about the about the prep for the for this pink table talk.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, it comes up again, but let me ask Adam Salandra and Lori. Feel free to weigh in if you like is trinity k bonet trade
1: okay so what are we what are we what are we thinking about as far as definition of trade is it is this like a, a gay man who looks like a a manly man or who looks like a you know like a a straight hetero man uh, like yeah, a scary I'm- hetero man is that what we're trying to say
2: I'm now going with what Akiri explained it as because, mm-hmm. as I said, I do think that this stems from the black community. So I'm going to just give it to her. And she said a hot gay guy that looks straight, right, essentially. yeah." And I think that they're nailing it when they say Trinity is – the. I think it's because of Trinity's fashion mm-hmm. that prevents her because it's, it's a little too much fashion. Yes. No offense straighties. Mm-hmm. but you're not known for the fashion.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, nor am I, but I mean, I guess, you know, this group, we don't talk about fashion in that way, but stereotypically uh, Trinity is serving some gay looks and that prevents him as a boy from being trade.
1: Um, I agree. I felt like he, it was like he was trained in the face, but then his, uh, and, and the body, but then he had that weird rope bandana that came down and it was like frilly. And I was like, that's the gayest thing I've ever seen. Right. Um, I will say that he. there was one time where he, I think he came into the workroom and he was wearing like a backwards cap. And I was like, I think if you ask now, right at that moment, am I trade? I think he
0: would be trade. Trade. Uh, all right. Uh, I also want to say like, there's a part where Jan is talking about how she wants to sound. She goes... On my original season, I sounded a little bit fake, but I want to sound more real. I'm like, you sound so fake right now, trying to say that you want to sound more real. She sent. So, are we going to
1: talk about the Jan thing, or, or are we doing that? We'll later? get to the Jan
0: part. We can get to it okay. later. Okay, I
1: because I, I have I I've sort of been uh, I've acquiesced to some things, and that's why I say I like Jan.
2: Yeah, I'm excited to hear. Now, okay.
0: late, later in the workroom, Scarlett and Kylie had a moment because Scarlett accuses Kylie. Uh, Not accuses her. She questions whether Kylie has what it takes to bring the energy to bring the sort of the pizzazz to the thing. And and Kylie gets kind of offended. Um, She says she's high energy. Do you think Kylie's high energy, Lori? No.
1: I think that she would see me doing this now and go, whoa, she needs to slow down and (laughs) stop talking so loud. (laughs) Like, like I think this, me being this exhausted is like her at a 10. Mm Mm-hmm. Um no, I don't think and and also like I look, she's obviously very attractive. Mm-hmm. We have to give her that obviously. her looks are great.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: She um, you know, she tries her best, but I she's been middling this entire time and she's been getting by on her looks. Mm-hmm. And now there's gonna be like acting challenges. And I think that it's showing that she's just not capable of doing it. And also, like, she goes into it saying, I am not, I've never done this. I'm nervous about it. I don't know what I'm doing. Look, do I think Scarlet maybe was being a little too pushy? Yes, but, I mean, the result was that she didn't, she was not a great moderator. So, you know, she wasn't terrible, but she wasn't great. I mean, if you put Eureka's, Gingers, and then Scarlet, or um, Sonique's up against each other, Sonique comes out, you know,
0: in the, in the in the bottom. I think you and I might disagree about this. So Landra, what about you? Do you think Kylie's come out of her show?
2: Uh, compared to her season, yes. But I wrote that I do think Scarlett was right to worry about Kylie's energy. Be- I, I don't even know if energy is the word. It's just the way Kylie speaks is not very... It's not that it's monotone. I don't think that's the right word, but there's, it's just not, uh, charismatic, maybe. Mm-hmm. I think Scarlett was worried more because she's like, okay, if we're getting judged as a team, you're going to bring us down. Obviously ironic that Scarlett was the one who ended up leaving, but I do think that, um, Kylie's talents are not in the, uh, personality s- part of her.
0: Uh all right, well why don't we do this? Why don't we take a break? And when we come back, we're gonna jump right into those pink table talks that Lori has been uh dying Just to found talk out is a parody. And just found out is a parody, thought it was an actual talk show that they made No, up I
1: I knew it was a parody. I just wanted to make sure that it was a parody.
0: <laughs> That's all. Awesome. All right, good. Go. We'll be back right after this. Uh, yeah, we are back. Uh, pink Table Talk here. Woo. Let's talk about it. The first one uh, was Team Sex. Now, Team Sex consisted of uh, Trinity K. Eureka O'Hara, and Akira C. Davenport. Uh, Akira used to identify as a woman, we learned, before she retransitioned. And the Queens talk about having sex in drag. Let's start with you, Adam Salandra. Your big thoughts on uh, Team Sex's Pink Table Talk. <laughs> I
2: thought they were so so good. Yeah. I thought they had a great blend of being funny and engaging and also being real.
0: Mhm.
2: Um I am honestly blown away by Akira's news of retransitioning. I mm-hmm. I hadn't heard of not that that's not a thing or that it is a thing, but like I just first of all didn't know for her specifically, mm-hmm. but also never thought of someone doing that really. Mm-hmm. Um and I, I want to know more about that because she in, in boy mode seems like a boy. I think that's very interesting. Although ironically, I actually do know that Eureka used to identify as a trans woman before coming out as non-binary. Yeah. So she, that's actually two of them in that table, which And is, she
0: didn't mention it or they cut it out. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh, so I didn't know that. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, but anyway, I thought they were,
0: I loved them. Yeah. Laurie, what about you?
1: Yeah, you know, I think we we've been talking lately about on um, this episode about how underrated it seems that Eureka's talents are, and I think that this kind of proved it again where I think she I feel like she was robbed of the of the win because I felt like she did such a great job of moderating and moving the flow of the conversation and sort of interjecting and and jumping in. Honestly, I mean, not to not to give you a compliment, cause I know you hate it and it really pains me to do so, but I feel like it was a lot like Joe. I feel like Joe, you know, I, you deal with me who's, you know, I'm sort of like a <laughs> machine gun mm-hmm. and you deal with those so many other people and you, you find a way to balance it out and make it, you know, a cohesive unit. And I thought that that's what a, a Eureka did. Eureka made it a conversation. Whereas I felt like the other two, even though I thought they were, good i felt like they were more like i'm going to say my thing and then you're going to say your thing and then this person's going to say their thing this was a conversation
0: Lori's just being nice because she she's buttering me up she asked me for a letter of recommendation today i did yeah Yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) what about preppy k
0: yeah
2: oh that's just for the summer yeah Yeah. i just wanted to say preppy k because i don't understand why it's called that but i love it
1: it's to prepare you for kindergarten actually it's to prepare you for preschool
0: for kindergarten
2: Damn.
0: You know, uh, so Laurie made a good point and I, and you touched on it too, Adam, which is that, um, I, I was thinking this yesterday when I watched this episode is that it's low key. Everyone's talking about Trinity. Everyone's talking about Raja, but Eureka is low key getting a redemption. She didn't need up the redemption that those two needed. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I think she has gained a redemption in that she was sort of seen as annoying and pushy. And so yeah. far this season, she's been very, very likable and yep. not pushy. Uh, and I think she's kind of getting like a sort of, uh, I wouldn't say a winner's edit, but definitely a not annoying edit. And uh, I agree.
2: Yeah. And I mean, I came in with her as one of my favorites. Yeah. So I'm happy to see that. But yeah. that being said, she hasn't won yet. She's been in the top yeah. many, many times, Yeah, but
0: I um, hope she has a win soon. If you had to give this a grade, and you can include pluses and minuses, A through F, what would you give this one, Adam, Uh, uh
2: Based on w- all, comparing them all, uh, this gets an actual A plus from
0: me. A plus? What about you? I'm, I liked it.
1: I'm the same, A plus.
0: The correct answer is B plus. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> those... How is that the correct answer? Because <laughs> Joe said it.
1: I still feel like we should have somebody else do the grading. I don't think it should be you that's allowed to just give what you think
0: is the right answer. <laughs> team motherhood. The con- <laughs> uh, Now in team motherhood, we have, uh, let's see here. We have Scar- Scarlet Envy, Raja O'Hara and Kylie Sonique love. Uh, Scarlet discusses her two moms. Raja reveals her real life struggles with her own mother. And Kylie talks about owning a dog. Uh, let's start <laughs> with um, Adam Salandra on this. No, I'm sorry, with Lori on this one. Lori, give me your thoughts. Or what were your thoughts on Team Motherhood?
1: So i I will say that I think later on where they're going to judges are going to say that, you know, they put Scarlet in the bottom, and we had said in the beginning, some of you, Joe had said that, or I think maybe it was Adam said that you didn't understand why Scarlet was in the bottom. And I think that for me personally, I uh, this is the only thing I agreed with the judges on, is that I have felt like she was doing more. She was trying to be like a perform. You know, the best way I can explain it is it reminds me a lot of like my stand up comedy friends, and Joe's no- Joe knows what I'm talking about. Who like after a show when we go out to dinner and they just can't turn it off, you know, mm-hmm. and they just are like joking and they'll say something personal and then they'll throw a joke in there and then they'll, you know, do something. And so I just think that it just, what it didn't seem like, it seemed like she was trying to be, um, trying to tell something personal, but not be too personal. And so, yeah, I got, I got why, um, uh, Ross said that it, it just seemed a little off. I don't understand why RuPaul said it made her feel uncomfortable, I thought that was a little harsh, but I I I did see why Ross said it, it
0: felt a little off. So, what were yeah. your thoughts, Adam, Salandra? I actually,
2: I do think it was harsh, but I got why Rue thought it was uncomfortable um, because it was it was just very out of place. Everyone else, all other nine, eight of them, were were serious, and it looked like Scarlett was trying to almost put on a character a little bit. And I was wondering, like, obviously they told them, because most challenges you go in and you think, okay, the point is to make them laugh. And no one did that. So it was, in my mind, they clearly told them, you're supposed to be serious, be yourselves. You're not being a character. Because otherwise more than just Scarlett would have done it. But she was, like you said, she definitely was trying to be on. And it just came off, not inauthentic, but that she wasn't just being herself. And it it stood out very much because the others were. And that's why I thought it was uncomfortable as Rue said. And also because she was talking about her real life. So it's like, you can't put on your drag character when no one else is. And you're talking about your actual self.
1: Yeah. And she was doing like weird, like hand things. Like, my, uh, girlfriend has a cousin, a very adorable 13 year old cousin who like is really into TikTok and musically. And so she'll do like, she'll break out into like dance moves and do stuff with her hands. And yeah. I felt like that's what she was, Scarlet was doing while she was talking. And she was like, yeah. So, you know, I just felt like my mom's really came together and it's just like, what the hell are you doing?
2: Yeah. For me, Scarlet was my least favorite of, despite judging being weird on this one for me, um, she was my least favorite of the nine.
0: All right. Well, this is where I'm going to have to disagree with you guys. Uh, First of all, the conversation... Well, you're wrong. The conversation (laughs) seemed a little staged at first, and it it was because of Scarlett. I will give you that. Uh, And and this is going to sound really kind of shady, what I'm going to say right here. And if you have a problem with it, um, like I said, we've opened up the Afterthought Media complaint. (laughs) The best of today at gmail.com. But look, I think it's very cute that Scarlett's mom, later in life... Uh, found, you know, became comfortable who she was and found love with a a same-sex partner and now Scarlett has two moms. But the way it was sold was that she was raised by two moms. And Scarlett even says, oh, they met 10 years ago and I'm, Scarlett is well into adulthood and so, I mean, I think it's cute that she has a mom who has a lesbian lover. But I would – what do you have – I mean, that's the whole selling point was that her mom found a lesbian lover. She wasn't raised by two women, which would be very yeah. interesting. That would be very, very interesting. But she's probably at least in college by the time her mom meets this other woman. So, so I don't – She's a liar. I don't think she's a liar. I think she's blowing it up to – like, that's her big – oh, my God. Everyone's going to love this that I have two moms. Well.
1: We do know that she kind of tends to, you know, blur the truth, but you bring up a good point, Joe, in that, you know, when, when, uh, um, Ginger and her were first fighting over who was going to get motherhood, Ginger was like, I am trying to be a mom. I mean, yeah. we have a surrogate and we're, we're trying to be a mom. It's really a con- something that I want to talk about. And, um, Scarlett was like, well, I was, I have two moms and that's really personal to me Mm -hmm. and so um yeah i thought i think that she misrepresented the level of impact the story had which like you said it's a cute story but yeah, technically you have you still only have one mom like (laughs) you don't have two moms Mm -hmm. so you know it's just like yeah
0: but kinda, years yeah. ago in another life I tutored some boys who were the children of two dads but the dads clearly raised them both and so that yeah. yeah they were raised by two gay men but I don't know but if they were if, if, if you know, I don't know just it, it was just like oh really okay that's that would be as if like Lori did you know I went on a trip with LeBron James and you were like what and I was like yeah and then I when you pressed me for the story I was like when I flew to Seattle, he was on the same flight. Well, on, on the plane, I watched Space Jam Two.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, I—I I mean, not to keep bringing it back to stand-up comedy, but there's a big issue in stand-up where—and Joe knows big about issue. this too—where, like, well, not a big issue, but I feel like it's a—it's a big issue because it's yeah. you're lying. Yeah. But it's like, let's say Joe and I would do an open mic at improv, the improv, and Daniel Tosh would pop in. You know, and there'd be like 50 comics, and Daniel Tosh would be would do 10 minutes. Like you would have like at least 25 comics saying I opened for Daniel Tosh. Yeah, because it's like, and it's like you didn't open for him. You you just were in a show that he, you know. So it it, it, it connotes it. a different connotation. Yeah. Sort of. Thing. It's
2: Hollywood, baby. Yeah. You got to spin, spin, spin. Go ahead, Philandra. I do. Is it okay to switch? I want to say that despite I saying Scarlett had every right to worry about Kylie, because I would have too, I do think she stepped up to the plate here and gave the personality that she needed to give.
0: That's what my Kylie? Next com- my, yeah, mm-hmm. my next comment was going to be, I actually think Kylie did a good job as a moderator. She didn't step on Raja when Raja started crying. In fact, she took what Raja said and added to it. Mm-hmm. She did the best she could. Look, she doesn't want to be a mother. She's not going to be a mother. She has no interest in being a mother. She was stuck with this topic. So she brought it back to uh, when she did her own thing about having a dog but then also she when 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 Raja was crying she did add in a bit from her personal life that seemed very authentic about her own relationship yeah. with her mother and it was a powerful moment yeah, I, thought. I thought it was a very serviceable job as a moderator was you it you know yeah go ahead and when
1: I on. watched it i I genuinely didn't think she did a good job I will say that <laughs> but hearing you talk about it yeah I guess she did. She did do, I thought she, I thought she had a very sweet, her, and even though I think Eureka, uh, Eureka's team won, or deserved to win, her and Raja, I felt like, had the best moment of the entire episode, mm-hmm. when she said, she said that thing about, uh, don't let a hurt child make adult decisions, or something like that, and I thought that was a really poignant moment, um, so, yeah, I, I changed my mind, I think that. All right, what's your grade, Celandra?
2: Um. Uh, B minus. Lori Rockin Camp.
1: So I think this is how I'm going to do it. I think that Sonique I gave I had given a C, mm-hmm. but I'm going to give a B.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, Scarlet I gave an F mm-hmm. um, because I felt like she just was too hyped up. I think yeah. she was too nervous. Mm-hmm. Um and then raja i felt like i thought did the best so i was going to give her an a so i feel like if you put those together it's like a b minus
0: oh so you guys both agree unfortunately so close the correct answer is c plus okay but that was close they were close well c b minus c plus that's basically the same thing Alright, next we have uh Team Body. Uh on Team Body we had Ginger Minge, Jan, and Pandora Box. Uh, we learned that Ginger had a bowel obstruction as a child. Jan got rude comments about her weight, and Pandora Box uh discusses ageism, particularly in the beauty uh side of things. Let's start with Adam Salanger from Show Business. What are your thoughts here on Team Body? I had the least amount of thoughts for for this group. Um it was just
2: Okay. To me, I thought that Ginger's story about her intestines is that was very shocking to me and very interesting to learn. Yeah. Um, especially being five, four, it just must have been wild to be gaining weight so quickly and being so short. Um, and then something that was said during judging, I believe Michelle Visage said that she feels Pandora is holding back. And I so, so strongly agree. I feel like Pandora. I get vibes that she's just so uncomfortable to be around these other girls, feeling like she's too old and insecure. And I thought she would like break into it more, but she seems so uncomfortable constantly, and it's making me uncomfortable.
0: Lori, what about you? What do you think?
1: I gotta be honest though. I thought that was a little unfair. Look, I I agree with you. I think that maybe in performance wise, maybe she's not. You know, well, actually, no, I don't. I think performance wise, I feel like she's she's doing good. I mean, she's been doing pretty well and i think that again i i think that the judging for this competition was a little off because it's like how how much it was it was almost like how much do we think you get you emoted how much do we think you shared and i don't think that that's right for the judges to choose what somebody can or cannot share i mean they told pandora you didn't say how you felt about it but if you go back to akiria eureka um you know, uh, the the team that won Trinity, they didn't necessarily share their feelings. They they shared statements, they shared facts about their lives, but they didn't share their feelings. So I don't think that that is fair to say that she, um, you know, she didn't share enough. She shared what she was comfortable sharing in it on camera. And I felt like she she did what Scarlet was trying to do, which was share a personal thing and make a joke about it and have it be a fun, light moment. So I don't.
0: Know. I thought I thought she did a passable job. First of all, this Jan in the intro. To Are we this, getting into Jan? Yeah, well, let's get into her right here. But let me finish, okay. let me give my let me give my thoughts right here. Well, you know what? We'll get into Jan on the Elimination Day, which is next. But on the intro to this bit. Ginger comes out and says something about how she has an enlarged heart, a self-effacing joke. Then Pandora comes on to the self facing joke. And then Jan comes out and just talks about how rad she is or something. I'm like, ugh, you're so fucking annoying. I swear to God. Then this convo. Know, uh, sorry, this, I don't mean to interrupt you for
1: a hot second. I will say this. So up until this point, I'm still not on Jan. I'm still not on board. I'm still not on the Jan train. Okay. Interesting. I'm All still right. not on the air, the, the Jan plane. Um, so I, I will say rewatch that moment that you're talking about, where she talks about how she's awesome. She does some hand movements where yeah. I legitimately think she's having a stroke slash she's yes. In, and also trying to hold in a sneeze. Like yes. she, <laughs> it looks so weird. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what is wrong? What's wrong with her?
2: Yeah. I also love that we're three fourths of the episode in and you still don't like Jan. So I just, just can't wait to see what's well, going to come. <laughs> did Jan have a lottery
0: that Lori won or something?
1: <laughs> <laughs> anyway. I will literally tell you the moment that right. turned me and I was like, all right. I mean, look, am I, I'm not a
0: Stan. You're a Jan Stan.
1: I'm not a Stan Stan. I'm just Jan saying Stan. that I, I get her now. I all like right. her and I get her. I
0: can't wait. Next, the convo in this edition of Pink Table Talk was so scripted. It was so fake. It sounded like the worst infomercial you ever heard. And if it was funny, I would have thought it was a bit they were doing, but it wasn't because they were like they had like a weird sort of serious gravitas about them that Mm -hmm. it was like, this is a real thing. We're having a real conversation that's completely scripted and we've even... like There's a part where Pandora goes, uh, well, you know, uh, when I was born in 1912, and then Ginger looks at Jan just so and says, and then she wasn't the only – she wasn't the oh, the second thing to go down on – uh-huh. and, and you're like, the, the joke was so neatly constructed and written and scripted. You're like, they did – it was a scripted thing that they did because they probably thought World Theater Queens will memorize this thing, and it sounded like a shitty – infomercial it was horrible and to to, to give ginger any credit it's like she didn't do any actual moderating she was just one character in a script now jan talks about the hate she was getting she goes and then i went on social media and they were saying stop going on social media don't go on social media jan it's hurting your feelings it's not good for you it's not good for you and uh i don't know i want i'm very curious i did not like this at all i'm very curious to hear your grades adam salandri you're great on this one
2: i thought i liked them a little better because i didn't like scarlet but everything you said i agree with very very strongly so i'm actually gonna do c minus
0: laurie Camp.
1: i give it a c plus i thought that i thought jan did a passable job i thought I agree with you that I, I didn't think Ginger Minj was um, a good moderator, but I thought she was the more uh, inter- entertaining of the three.
2: Well, she shined um, because the other two
0: were not really popping.
1: And I thought Pandora, I thought she was demure, but I felt like, you know, she was trying her best. So I give it a C plus.
0: By the way, is Ginger doing this thing? And I'm going to give her the benefit of the doubt. Maybe you didn't see the whole thing. Maybe it's not what she's claiming. But that the only reason she's fat is because they cut her intestines or whatever for because she was yes, that's what she no said. she's think, a fat because she eats a like a fat pig
1: <laughs> I think look I think that um kind of like how uh you know there there are other stories where it's sort of like you know I I had this and then you know yada 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 this happened I felt like there was a lot in between that we didn't hear because I will say this I know somebody who had a similar thing who had a bowel obstruction and and she didn't poop for like a ridiculous in like three years or something. Mm-hmm. And she had so many medical issues and it actually causes your metabolism to just hit the floor. So she has, she now has to eat like a very, very restrictive diet. And she, cause if she, you know, eats like a Snickers, she'll gain like 20 pounds. Like it's ridiculous how crazy her metabolism is and how she just she can't handle sodium so she can't eat anything with a lot of salt or a lot of like greasy foods and stuff so i will say that i think that just because i know somebody i know i think she might be telling the truth but who i mean who knows you know
0: the correct answer is c minus <laughs> i got one yeah all right let's go over Help. to what yeah All right, never mind Let's go over to Elimination Day Yes, what's going on?
2: Oh no, I thought we were doing I was going to say If you think you're being graded unfairly now Wait till we get to the looks
0: Oh yeah It's Elimination Day And the girls get ready for the runway Raja worries she may have revealed too much And stresses about the repercussions Meanwhile Jan talks about the voting criteria Uh, Lori, let's start with you Any big things from Elimination Day?
1: So this is sort of around the time that I started liking Jan.
0: Okay. We got uh, here.
1: I will say that it really clicked with me in... I'll tell you the moment. Sure. Um, after it was after the judging. Or, or a little bit after the judging. But what I liked about Jan was... So in the beginning, you know, she had voted... But I, I felt like she was genuinely trying to find out what the voting was going to be like. I think she was genuinely being like, okay, I want to be on the same page with everybody. And then I think that they took that to mean that she was being annoying and she was trying, you know, she was trying to like bring it up again. And I think she was just, she she made a remark like, look, I know people perceive me a certain way and they think that it, I'm false and they think, and she repeats herself she repeats this many times in the show, but for some reason it really hit me where she's like, people think I'm false. People think I'm, this is me. This is how I am. I I honestly don't know how to change it. I want to show a different, like, and it just, to me, I, in that moment, I just thought if this is who she is, she can't change it. Just like how Sonique can't change being a, you know, a soft spoken person. She can't change being this sort of annoying over the top person like mm-hmm. this is who she is, mm-hmm. so she's like and so to me honestly it it didn't click till later, but this is when I started really like going like okay that the maybe this is who she is
2: so i I do think that's true i don't I don't think she's being fake personally. I just think she happens to be what I now, after talking to you the past few weeks, annoying. I I actually came into the season thinking I liked her, but I am realizing, oh, actually your personality is a little grating for me. But I do think it's rough that she has to hear she's supposed to change it every week when she actually is just that gal, whether you like her or not.
0: Well, here's what I'll say. I don't think she is consciously being fake, but I think she doesn't know how to be real. I, I actually get that, too. You know, I kind of feel... You know, strange. I'm going to use a weird example here. I kind of feel Tom Cruise is sort of the same way. Not in a mm-hmm. different kind of way, but, like, I don't feel like... Like, I often wonder... It's a weird thing to wonder, but I often think about celebrities taking a shit. Like, Who <laughs> doesn't? Know, yeah. Can you imagine, like, Brad Pitt taking a shit or, like, farting? 100%. No.
2: Too beautiful.
0: Yeah. But I imagine Tom Cruise is, like, a robot. And I can't imagine him pooping or anything. Like, I imagine everything just so, like, he has such a weird type A fixation. Like, it's type A to another degree. Yeah. So that everything has to be just so and fixed. And, like, and at the real Tom Cruise, in other words, he is now only the persona. You know, like I've said, Aiden calls this character Showbatance. Okay. Yeah. And, and finds yeah. Schobatance tiring. He likes he's fallen in love with Jobatance. But it's like if Schobatance took over and Jobatance just never came out anymore. You know? And it's the same thing where like I don't know what Jan's real name is, you know? Uh, but um let's say it's Jaime, right? But Probably. um does anyone know Lori, tell me what the Jan's real name is. I'm sorry to put it in the Discord. But it's like, what it feels like is we're never seeing the boy name. We're only seeing Jan.
1: And she only... Uh, The chat room just said it's something super Italian. Oh, okay. So, thank you guys. Um, But no, I... I, Yeah, I'm looking it up
0: right now. So, uh, the point is that we're only seeing... Like, in other words, um, with... Let's take Raja's Pink Table Talk. Charlie meant Mantioni. Okay, so his name's Charlie. With Raja, and I don't know what Raja's real name is, you don't think to look it up, but we saw the real, whatever Raja's boy name is. You know, it's going to the stupid bit that RuPaul does, Little Raja. You know, we saw Little Raja and what, you know, if, we, if they ever did the bit with what would Raja say to Little Raja. Um, we saw that, we saw that real human being. And uh, you can say that for other queens, you know. Um, And I think actually with the actual all-stars, the legendary ones, we have seen uh, that real person before. With Jan, I think people lose patience with her because I don't feel that I've ever seen Charlie. And I think the frustrating thing and maybe the scary part might be is that is the real Charlie.
1: I think it is. That's what I'm saying. I, there was a moment and we will get to it, but there's a moment where I go, this is, this is all she is. This is it. And she is trying her level best. Mm -hmm. And so I think for me, like, so I, I do this and I, you know, this is me. This is who I am. I can't, I have to like the way I make points is I tell stories about other things that I've seen or heard or whatever. So there was a, a food truck show where uh, uh, the goal was after the person who won would get two restaurants, the people would buy into their idea their food truck, and then they would ma- make it into two restaurants so there was this guy he started out, and his whole thing was meatballs that's all he made he wanted to make meatballs and um over the over time because people, it was sort of like shark tank where, where investors buy bought into it and they'd be like, I'll give you this amount of money if you do this. So over the course of the show, he had to change his, his thing a little bit because they were like, well, we can't just sell meatballs at a restaurant. So he had to keep changing. And then he was just like, I just want to sell meatballs. that's all I want to do. I don't know how else I can change my thing. I just want to sell meatballs. And so I think that that's Jan. I think Jan is just meatballs. I think that, you know, she, they want her to be something else, but she is just Jan. Like she can't, she can't do anything else. And I think, honestly, I feel bad for her now because I think that she's legitimately going, I don't know what else I can show
0: you. You want to make a final point here, Solange? Yeah, because I think it's –
2: I see both of your points and this is what I – it's kind of making me think that her personality is exactly what you're saying, Joe, which is that it feels like always on and we're never seeing like the tone down. But that might just unfortunately be Charlie's actual personality in the world. Mm -hmm. And so it might be a little grating, but if it is – or also Jan is young. I don't know how young. She's she's twenty eight, so like getting older, but could still fall into herself a little more. But as it is now, this is just who she is, and it feels fake. That'd be hard if your personality, your actual personality, comes off as fake, but it act, you're being real.
0: Like no, what do you do? I, I actually don't think it's your real personality. Actually, I'm actually going to use myself and my failed stand up comedy career as an example, and uh. When I did stand up, I and I'll I'll say this right at the bat, is uh, for some reason, I developed this voice. Not a a, a difference in my regular voice. It was the way I spoke, a cadence, if you will. And uh, that didn't sound like the way I sound now. It had like a weird like, (laughs) you know, like there was a sing-songiness of the way I spoke. And... I was conscious of it at the time. It would drive me crazy, but I didn't know how to fix it. I didn't know how to change it. It was the only thing I could do. And that's why podcasting, from a comedy standpoint, has been my godsend, because it's allowed me to be more conversational. People don't realize that stand-up comedy has a lot of rules attached to it. And there's something about those rules that made me speak in a very sing-songy way that didn't jive with stand-up it didn't allow me to flourish and be my real self and i feel that jan is probably going through the same thing that i went through and so i feel with jan she's i i I, and i feel for her because i've been there i feel she's genuinely struggling um that uh that she doesn't know how to be the real person it's it's hard to explain but i understand what she's going through but she has to she has to be. I don't know how you. I don't I know think how you, you kind of
1: proved my point, though, Joe. I think your argument proved my point because you're saying that you had a voice, yeah, that was was different, and you couldn't change it no matter how hard you tried. Yes. yes. So you, even though you wanted to do this thing, you tried to do it a different way, and you tried and you couldn't do it. And that's yeah. where Jan is right now. Jan can't change it. She no matter how hard
0: she tries, she
1: cannot change. How she comes across.
0: Okay, I'll go with that. But I don't buy into that. That's the real Jan.
1: Well, I honestly, I think, look, I take everything, you know, pro or con. Somebody tells me something. I take I take what they say to be truth until I'm shown otherwise. So if Jan, I'll just get to it. The moment that I, it clicked for me was Jan was crying, right? Oh, that's the and worst. She was, she was crying. And it looked fake. It did. <laughs> that's the thing. It looked fake, but it's like, that's Jan. That is Jan. Jan is saying, this is me. This is who I am. And if somebody is willing to go to those lengths to say, this is how I am, and I don't know how to change it, I'm just like, you know what? I'm going to believe you. If this is who you say you are, I'm going to, until I'm proven otherwise, I'm going to believe her. So... she and she is trying her level best and I think it's completely unfair that these that people are saying that she is fake and that she's not doing when she is out there do she's been doing the same thing over and over and over again and it's like at some point you just got to be like this is Jan
0: we'll talk when we get to it. I have a lot to say about it but we need to move on all right now it's time for the looks we're going to buzz right through the Again, very special thanks to listener <coughs> Drew Brooks, who's put together Brooks Looks over in the Discord. And that, those are the photos we look at to follow. If, so if you want to follow along with us, uh, A, if you're a Patreon supporter, go over to our Discord and uh, go to the Looks channel under Drag Race Recap. Or if uh, you want to, join Patreon. And you can do it, too. All right. First up, we have Trinity K. Bonet. We'll start with Adam Salandra. Adam Salandra, Tutor Boot. Uh, very likely my toot of the night. Loved it. Oh, really? All right. Lori Roggenkamp.
2: Oh, sorry, one second. I haven't been able to get to the. Uh...
0: Oh, toot. I loved it. Two. The correct answer is toot. toot. Oh, toot. All right. A... Next, we have Eureka O'Hara. She came out as well. And so, I don't know, awful plaid thing. Uh, so Lori Roddenkamp, what do you give it? It's not plaid. I I, like, I don't Lori I don't know fashion or colors okay I need to go to to uh, primary pre K or what is it called again prep K Preppy K Preppy K preppy K
2: there's literally forty six patterns on her dress and I do think plaid is not one of them I don't think plaid is
1: yeah at all involved um uh, toot I loved it
2: all right Lori says toot. Adam For Salandra. those hideous patterns to work together like they did, I also give it a toot. It's impressive.
0: All right. The correct answer is toot. All right. Next, we have a curious Davenport. I don't know what that is. Let's start with Adam Salandra. What do you, what do you give it there, Salandra? Um, I guess I don't know what it is either, but I'm still giving it a toot. All right. Lori Roggenkamp. Boot. It boot. terrifies me. The correct answer is boot. All no. right. Next, we have Raja O'Hara. Oh, we really well. Yeah. Raja O'Hara. I know you're leading. It's, it's three to two right now with Lori Shit. in the lead. Raja O'Hara here. Uh, Lori Rottenham, what do you, what do you give it? Two. I
2: thought it was great. Uh-huh. Adam Salandra? Uh, it didn't do something for me either
0: way, but I would give it a toot overall. The correct answer is toot. Uh, very good, guys. All right. Next, we have Kylie Sonique Love. Um... Lori, what do you give? Oh, no. Cylantra, what do you give it? Guys, I hated this
2: for some reason. It's a boot from me.
0: All right. Lori camp. I
2: am
1: so excited that we're on the same page for once. I say <laughs> boot, too. I, the shapes were confusing. And also, I didn't understand the hat. I thought the hat was such a weird ad. But uh, judges
2: loved it. So I was yeah. like, I know I don't know fashion, but what's <laughs> yeah. happening? Yeah. This is grossing me out.
1: It yeah. was super weird. So, yeah. Very, very
0: interesting because the correct answer is... Boot. All right, <laughs> Scarlet. O'H- uh, Scarlet hair. Scarlet Envy. Uh, let's start with Lori Roggenkamp. Camp. your thoughts on Scarlet Envy's outfit? Tudor boot.
1: Yeah, I would say toot. I wasn't really like too amazed by this, but when she said that it was made out of the letters of her uh, grand love letters of her grandparents, mm-hmm. I mean, first I was uh, upset that she ruined the love letters from her grandparents,
2: yep. but uh, then I thought, oh, that's a sweet dress, so too. Um. First of all, I don't think that these are the little... I think that she, like... Put, They're the like, exact ones, Adam. Okay, okay. Um, I also, because, especially because of the love letter story, give it a toot.
0: All right, very good. Toot as well. That was the correct answer. Next, we have Jan. Lori Camp. your thoughts on Jan.
2: Boot. Your new fave.
0: Oh. oh, a boo. A big so horse to your new fave. Yeah,
1: yeah I... I- I will honestly say that the judges were right on this one. I thought the dress itself was good, but the pant, those compression socks were an awful choice.
0: What
2: were they? Also, why? Oh, by the way, it's going to be a boot for me as well. But why? The, the only thing that is like weird pattern. Well, that's not true. But is really the bags that she brought. The prop. Yeah,
0: yeah that's true. The correct answer is boot. All right. Next, we have Ginger Minge. Um Adam Salandri, you're hunting Ginger Minge. Uh, this is cute. I give it a toot. Lori Roggenkamp?
1: Yeah, I mean, I look, I I feel like the the I have to go to the challenge, and the challenge is like, what is it, like mix mixed mix match patterns, and so I give it a toot. But normally I would say boot. Oh,
0: very, very interesting. Unfortunately, it's a boot. All right. What? Yep. How is it a boot? a boot? I don't make the rules, Lori. It's you a boot. do make the rules. Right, literally, you make that. <laughs> that
1: is what you do.
0: Next, How we have Pandora Box.
1: How is it a boot?
0: Lori? We have to move on. Adam Salandra needs to get to um, uh, Happy Hour. Happy Hour at um, what's the Rough bar? trade? At Rough Trade. All right. Next, we have yeah. Pandora Box. L- Adam, you're talking about Pandora Box.
2: This was going to be a boot for me, but when she said it's referencing Sally from Nightmare Before Christmas, because it absolutely is, it's a two.
0: Mari? I still say it's a boot. It just looks weird. All right. Well, the correct answer is Boot. So it looks Laurie Rockin won, Lori oh Camp God, won this won. week. The big I winner this week. I still don't
1: understand the why this is. You are the one to tell us who wins or
2: loses, Laurie. <laughs> I you don't know make the rules.
0: You I don't know do why.
1: make the rules. That
0: is your only thing.
2: Wow, only thing. You're disqualified. <laughs> All right,
0: <laughs> on, on. The, on the main stage, Team Sex, which it. is made up of Akira, Eureka, and Trinity, is named the best team. While Meanwhile, Ginger Minge is named the overall winner of the challenge. Later, Kylie, Sonique, Love, Trinity K. Bonet, and Jan are placed in the bottom. Back in the workroom, the girls play jury and defendant. Uh, Scarlett makes the point that Jan got the worst critiques. Jan agrees and points out that Rue told Scarlett that Scarlett made Rue feel uncomfortable. And Kylie, meanwhile, makes an impassioned plea to be saved. Let's start with Adam Salandra. Your thoughts on everything that happened on the main stage and the deliberations back in the workroom? What were your thoughts here?
2: Please, please, if you have a conspiracy theory or something, explain to me why the proper team won. And then they were like, but we're giving it to Ginger out of nowhere. Cause I don't get it. And I and love no, Ginger.
1: no explanation. It was like Joe with the looks. It was like, okay, Ginger won. Now we're moving on to the next thing.
0: <laughs> I think, I think this is my theory that the producers were nervous because, uh, they didn't know who was going to go home that they, and they didn't want Jan to go home. And so they knew, maybe, uh, comp- it, it was, it maybe was implicit, but they knew that because Ginger had been very heavily involved with Wo- wow, heavily involved with Rue, had, had just filmed the thing on, uh, this, uh, Fakakta, AJ and the Queen, like, is very in, you know, a team player, that Ginger would make the correct choice. Um, and so, now, I will say, I, I watched Untuck and I saw it. And uh, you know what? They were kind of right to be scared because it's probably the tightest one that we've seen. It's, they would have, the the cast still would have sent Scarlet home, but it was literally a five to four vote, uh, um, to send Scarlet home. Uh, she, uh, Jan just eked by on that one. So I think that they knew Jan, Ginger would make the right choice and would pick up the hints and clues.
2: I always think it is based on, to manipulating who goes home but i guess like i don't i thought this was a very difficult one to even decide who i love that scarlet just walked in and basically was like well i didn't get the worst critiques when in fact she did in my opinion but oh really i disagree
0: i think ja- she was- i think jan got worse critiques they love huh. the outfit they love raves about yeah. the outfit there was the critique about how you know okay you're going in and out and but even kind of understanding it but Jan across the board they didn't like the outfit and they well, she's not real and and i feel that rue's uncomfortable thing you know when you play telephone came and report it backstage makes it seem like rue was like i was very uncomfortable and i think what rue i think what rue was really saying was like the going back and forth maybe a little like I think didn't want to say cringy, because so she said uncomfortable, yeah. but I think cringy is a better word of what Rue was trying to get across. Yeah, that's not a great, that's worse. No, it's not a great critique, but I still think Scarlett's critiques on the whole, look, she did not, I agree, but she, I feel, on the whole, got better critiques than Jan. Lori, what about you?
1: I think, though, I I kind of see what they're saying, though, because I feel like Rue's, what Ru's, what RuPaul says, first off, she doesn't normally, she sometimes doesn't, even say anything in, during judging panels. And I think when she chooses to say things, I think she knows that her words hold more weight. So I think the fact that she said that it was uncomfortable, I think meant something to the queens. And I also thought that Jan did acknowledge that the other judges did did say that she had harsh critiques. She did, yes. She did. But so so I I felt like, you know, I thought Jan was honest to Ginger. And I felt like Scarlett, even though yes, you could say that she did not get the harshest critiques, I felt like she she left out a key piece of information,
0: and so I think that no, yeah, I was on. totally fine with Jen, with her getting the job. Hold child. on, here I, once again, my, my I'm against Jan. Is that in in a confessional, Jan says something to the effect of like, I can't believe Scarlett's going there in line when she clearly got the worst critiques. I can't believe she's doing them like. Even if you're we're arguing about who got the worst critiques, Jan's making it seem like it's so patently obvious that Jan went skated by and that uh, that Scarlett got much harsher critiques, and like it's so obvious, like that that to the point where Scarlett's a liar and a manipulator and trying to paint the story a different way. And definitely, I would say if anything, it's open for interpretation who got worse critiques. You know? Um, Well, clearly, yeah. Um, next, uh, I,
1: I, I disagree though. I think that she was genuine. I think she was upset that she left out the key part, which is that RuPaul said, this made me uncomfortable.
0: No, I know what you're saying, but I'm talking about in, I, I'm agreeing with you, but what I'm saying is in the confessional, Jan says something to the effect of like, oh my God, it's so obvious. Oh, oh I see what you're saying. And said. I'm like, no, is it isn't. <laughs> Like it's crazy. Uh, you know what I'm gonna? No, I'm not gonna do that. I was gonna put. I was gonna put that part of the speech in, in later, but that's a lot of work. Uh, all mm. right. Uh, now Kylie gives a great speech. I think she did a really good speech uh, in the workroom to to plead her case. But now I'm like, did she make that speech a little too early? I don't think mm. she needed to make it, and now she can't make that speech again. Um, oh, I see. I actually put a quote here. Jan says that Scarlet is trying to pin a narrative on her. But I I feel Scarlett gave a correct assessment of the situation, even if you're an open interpretation.
1: No, um, I don't think she did though. I think I didn't either. She need Scarlet, if Scarlett had said I got Jan got the most critiques or the harshest critiques, I got critiques, RuPaul said that I made you know, that it made her uncomfortable. Then, yeah, that would be the, the... the But she specifically kept that out of, of the narrative. So, yeah, she was trying to pin a story on her.
0: Who would you have sent home, Laurie?
1: Oh, me? I would have sent... I mean, I probably would have sent um, Scarlet home, but only because of the lying thing. I think if I was just looking at talent, I would have sent uh, Sonique home. She's not. She I'm, left out omitting is
0: lying. Okay. Okay. Leaving something out is lying. So, Landra, go ahead. What were you going to say? I would have uh, gave Scarlet the chop. Now, why would you have given
2: Scarlet the chop? For me, she was the worst in the challenge. And I also, and she didn't, she hadn't won, even though there were times I thought she deserved to do better than she did. Her track record, there were no wins, and she did the worst. So, She's got to go. All right.
1: Yeah, that's the reason why I would right. pick Scarlett. Uh, can you tell me what those letters are? are okay.
2: These are, uh, are Scarlett. This is Scarlett's critique. Actually, my grandparents' love letters from the 1940s. He was in the Navy. You can see the Navy symbol here.
1: Wow! That's the most romantic thing I've ever heard. No one's ever written me a love letter. Not once. I got an email that was pretty polite once. <laughs> I thought when you talked about your mom's at the pink table talk, that was fascinating. The best parts were when you were just telling your truth. But you do this thing where sometimes you switch into performancy. So when you flipped into that show mode, I was like, oh, get back to being vulnerable because that
0: is the most interesting part. And I'm going to stop right here for a second and say the entire third team, Ginger's team, Pandora, Jan, they were all 100% of the time in performance mode. I think a big no, that's part true.
1: of our lives as performers or as drag performers is you always kind of have a little bit of a mask on, and it's hard work to let that mask fall down. It's terrifying. And sometimes you drop it and you want to put it right back up again. You're like, wait a minute. Ooh, they
2: saw me with my stuff off.
0: It was interesting watching you go between your drag persona and your real life as your mother's son. I don't know if you have found that sweet spot between the two yet it kind of made me feel i don't know it made me feel a little uncomfortable also can we talk about that
1: for a second what does that mean exactly you haven't found the thing between your yourself and your mother's son what the fuck does that mean but that's my point
2: but go ahead by mother's son she just means your boy self and i think she didn't want to and they were talking about mothers. Oh. It's like drag persona versus who you actually are as Boy Scarlet.
0: Okay. Now, what's, I coincidentally Jan's next. So now Jan. Right,
2: up next, Jan. Hi.
1: Tonight on the runway, your face looks beautiful.
0: Thank you. Your
1: hair is adorable. Now the dress itself, I think it would have looked stronger if there were no chaps and just a little knee sock. Yes, it's a pattern. It's clash of the pattern, but it
2: also needs to look. And makes sense. And this isn't really looking right. Okay. Here's the thing with you as a performer. You are so excited to be there. But
1: it means you're always at 110%, 100% of the time. And I think you become much more interesting as an entertainer when you have different paces, different emotions, um,
0: different energies.
2: That's the same critique that he gave Scarlett
0: yeah you're right yeah. that's what i'm saying so then at least Scarlett got the plus on the outfit but I she got the,
1: the she got a plus on the hair and the makeup too
0: i'm i'm very topic. but not in the outfit and it's frustrating because i'm trying to find that balance and she sounds so uh, fake here when to talk when to be high energy and when- you know <laughs> but i do talk like this this is my real voice okay now i'm gonna go back to that moment with jan Where I'm talking about where she says, oh, I can't believe she's pinning this narrative on me. Uh, Let me see if I can find it. Uh, If I can't. Oh, yeah. No, that's the one where she cries. Okay, I don't care that much anymore. I'll find it later. Uh, All right. Uh, back on the main stage, RuPaul calls forth the lip-sync assassin. The screen rises to reveal Season 6 winner Bianca Del Rio, who walks out, makes some shady remarks, and then leaves. Next, a real lip-sync assassin walks out. Uh, It's Mayhem Miller. Moving forward, RuPaul summons the girls to the front of the stage and starts the lip-sync battle for their legacy. The song? Phone by Lizzo. In the end, Ginger Minj walked away with the $30,000 tip and the right to send one of the girls home. After some buildup, Ginger pulled the lipstick from her bra and revealed that she had chosen Scarlet Envy. With that, Scarlet left the stage and joined the game within the game. Ladies, any final thoughts on the episode? Lori, let's start with you.
1: Yeah, I just, uh, I I thought it was weird. Ginger, I feel like, is being kind of weird with the voting Uh and again, she was weird again, where she was like, this is the only thing I could do where I felt like I could sleep peacefully at night. And it was like, what, (laughs) what, like, what is that supposed, like, (laughs) you're just voting somebody off. They're not going to die. Like, it just seems such a weird, uh, thing to say. And I feel like she's been doing that a lot this season where she kind of makes it seem like she doesn't really have a choice. And it's like, you're making these decisions. You're voting for these people. Mm-hmm. You voted Jiggly off. Nobody, yeah. you know, like, like. That's right. I just think it's such a. She's, make, she's making weird choices with her j- voting. That's all. Or like not weird choice, but like she's justifying it in a weird way.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. What about you, Celandra? Any, th- any final thoughts in the episode?
2: I've actually said all my thoughts, surprisingly. Um, but once again, have to reiterate the Minge killed that lip sync.
0: What did you think on Bianca Del Rio's fake lip sync joke thing?
2: I didn't really get the point of it, but because I like Bianca, I was fine with it. But I was shocked to see Bianca at first. Cause I was like, lip sync assassin. We never even saw a lip sync, literally ever.
0: No. You know, RuPaul was wearing the same outfit they used for the promos for All-Star 6. So I wonder if Bianca was there to film something else. And they oh, uh-huh. this would be a gag if you came on and did this thing. Because um, why would you go all the way to Silmar, get in fucking drag for a 10-second bit? You know. Plus, she lives in Palm Springs. Yeah, so it's even. You
1: know. It just to me, it cracked me up because I just imagine them trying to get her on the show, and they're like, "Will you come on the show and be a lip sync assassin?" No. Okay, will you come on the show and pretend to be a lip sync assassin, and you don't have to actually lip sync, and you can just make fun of the queens and then walk off stage, uh,
0: like that's so, like they're just so. They're like, please. Please, please come back.
1: Please.
0: Lori, any uh, final thoughts on uh, the lip sync?
1: Thank you for re-asking me. Um, I uh, loved the lip sync. I thought it was great. I thought Mayhem did a great job. Yeah. But, I mean, I think Ginger stole the show because I think one of the things I like about Ginger Minge, especially myself being a, a bigger person, is that I feel like a lot of times the lip syncs can get a little... Dancy, where people are sort of doing like a lot of fanciful stuff. Even though Ginger Minj, I felt like, did bust out some moves. Um I felt like she sh- sort of shows that you can be a great lip-syncer and not have, you know the the big dance moves you can still be physical and not have to do like a death drop or something
0: all right we're gonna gonna have to leave it at that that's gonna do it for this week's episode of rupaul's drag race recap be sure to join us next week and every week as we continue to discuss dissect and deconstruct each brand new episode of rupaul's drag race all-stars season six so for adam salandra Lori rogan camp and myself
2: sashay away
0: Thank you for listening to RuPaul's Drag Race Recap Have something to say? Email us at recap at afterthought.media You can also leave us a voicemail at speakpipe.com slash afterthoughtmedia for more drag race and LGBTQ content, support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash afterthoughtmedia. Lori has another podcast. It's called Bloody Podcast, and you can find it wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow Lori Roggenkamp on Instagram at Lori U Liar. You can follow Adam Salandra on Instagram at Adam Salandra. Follow Joe Batanz on Instagram at Joe Batanz. This episode was produced by Luke Stamen. Very special thanks to these expensive tier Patreon supporters. Emma. Declan Prosser. E. Smith. Ricardo Herrera. April Pacheco. Lionel Campbell. Poppy Woods. Lauren Eckert. Sarah Yu Agnesa Shopinska Travis Newlin Jimmy Kilbasa Nutella Jesse Harris Coco San Pedro Spiral Queen Zach Nelson Brad Coley Drew Brooks Tom Bombs, Lucy Carrasco, Astute Girl, Humble Pie, Troy Anderson, Nicholas Alexander Springham, Poppy Woods, Drag Race Recap is an Afterthought Media podcast.